You're listening to Leading and Learning. This is the place where we talk about practical leadership, theology, fitness, how to create winning habits, and so much more. My name is David Spell, and I'm a retired police officer, a pastor, a New Testament scholar, and a leadership coach. My goal on leading and learning is to help you live your best life. Thanks so much for joining us today. Welcome back to Leading and Learning. This is episode number 206, Into All the World, the Acts of the Apostles. What we're going to do over the next several episodes is we're going to be exploring really one of the most uh, exciting books in the New Testament, and that is the Acts of the Apostles. Um, You know, if you're familiar with your Bible, you're familiar with your New Testament, you know you've got Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And then the next book, the fifth book in the New Testament, is the Acts of the Apostles. And so, We're going to be exploring it over uh, the next several shows, and I want to let you know right up front, the resource highlight um, for for this episode is my book, Peter and Paul and Acts, where a lot of this material is going to come from. Uh, Peter and Paul and Acts really details um, the, the work and ministry of the two most eminent apostles in the first century church, and that was the Apostle Peter and the Apostle Paul. These guys were the ones who really um, took Christianity to the next level. Um, And it's not that the other apostles didn't make a difference. They obviously did. But when you read the book of the apostles, the Acts of the Apostles um, that, that Luke wrote, what we see is him focusing his attention on Peter and Paul. Um, it's not that the other apostles didn't make a difference. It's just that when you read Acts of the Apostles, the only two that you hear much about are Peter and Paul. So that's what we look at when we look at the book. We look at those two men and the incredible job they did in taking the gospel of Jesus throughout the Roman world. Well, all right. Let's jump right in to the Acts of the Apostles. And, uh, you know, if if you've heard any of my uh, podcast or if you've heard me teach or preach um, on specific books of the Bible before, you know that one of the things we always do is we start with three questions when we're exploring a book that we might not be so familiar with. And the first question is the author. Who wrote this book? It's always a good place to start. I don't know about you, but when I pick up a book, there's just something about flipping the book over and looking at the picture of the person who wrote it. Um, I don't know why that is. Maybe you're not like that. But when I, any time I pick up a book, a new book, I always want to see who wrote it, see if I know who they are, and then look at them and just kind of get a feel for, for that person. Um, you know, understanding who the authors were in the New Testament is also very important because their background, their experiences, their education tell us so much about um, why they wrote what they wrote. So let's look at the author of the Acts of the Apostles. Well, we know from church history and church tradition that it was Luke. And Luke wrote the Gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles. In fact, in the early church, it was one volume. It was called Luke-Acts. 
And then at some point, it was split into two different books, uh, maybe when it was put into the New Testament. Um, what do we know about Luke? Well, immediately most people say, well, he was a doctor. But we really don't know why we know that. Um, well, it's pretty simple. In uh, Colossians chapter 4, there's one little verse where Paul, the apostle, refers to his good friend Luke as the beloved physician. Um, we know that he was a friend, a very close friend, and team member with the Apostle Paul. He traveled with Paul. When you read um, the Acts, we not only see uh, Luke as the author and the narrator, we also see him on a couple of occasions even involved in the action. Some of the, the sequences that he records in Acts are actually we accounts, as in we did this and we went here and we went there. So he was actually an eyewitness for much of what's written in the Acts of the Apostles. Something else about the author, something else about Luke, and this is one that um, a lot of folks don't know, is, is not only was, was he a friend of Paul's, he was a doctor. Um, you know, most people seem to think he was one of the apostles. Well, he wasn't. He was a, he was a Greek man. He's probably the only non-Jewish writer in the New Testament. He was not one of Jesus' 12 apostles. He came to Christ much later, probably under the apostle Paul's ministry. But here's what we do know about Luke. He was a pastor. He cares about people. It jumps off the page of everything he writes. When you read the Gospel of Luke, when you read Acts of the Apostles, we see a true pastor. Um, we know he was a pastor for a couple of reasons. First of all, in Acts 16, he was left behind in the city of Philippi as the pastor of that very small and fledgling church. Uh, if you know the story, Paul and Silas had planted a church in the Roman colony of Philippi, but persecution forced them to leave. But they had only had this church going probably a few months, and they didn't want to just see their work um, flush down the toilet. These are people who they cared about, and they didn't want to see them drift away. And so um, Luke was left behind for some period of time. We really don't know. Maybe it was a year, two years. We, we really have no clue. Um, eventually he joined back up and was traveling with Paul, but for some length of time he was pastoring the church there in Philippi. But the other reason we know that Luke was a pastor is by reading what he wrote. He writes like a pastor. He, he teaches through stories, and you know the best communicators um, that, that, that you've ever heard are the ones that really know how to tell stories that draw you in. Um, recently I was, or last year I was in Brazil and I was preaching, I'm down there fairly regularly, and, um, and a young man who I hadn't seen in several years came up to me and he said, you know, um, I heard you preach at our church several years ago and then I, I moved away to study. He said, but I still remember the message that you preached three or four years ago. And of course, there's no, you know, greater compliment that you can, you know, pay to a preacher. And I said, Really? What did I preach about? And then he, he kind of got a funny look on his face. He said, well, actually, I don't remember the whole message, but I can remember a couple of the stories you told. And I said, that's fine. That's better than most people. The fact that he remembered the stories that drove home a point, I'll take that. And Luke 
tells stories that teach us things. He, he writes about things that pastors would write about. He writes about prayer. He writes about the Holy Spirit. He writes about sharing our faith. He writes about healing. He writes about conflict. He writes about interpersonal conflict. He writes about tribulation and trials and testing and so many other great things he writes about and teaches through his stories. So that's our author, Dr. Luke. Now, the second question we always ask when we're looking at a, at a new writing or a book that we might not be as familiar, familiar with, we ask, who was the audience that he was writing to? Who was Luke writing this book to? Well, when you read the opening of Acts and you read the opening of Luke, we find that he was actually addressing both volumes to a man named Theophilus. Well, who's Theophilus? That's the question that's kind of come down through the centuries. Who is Theophilus? And we really don't know, to be honest. Uh, the word Theophilus, the name Theophilus, means friend of God. Some people have said, well, it was just a figurative way of him saying that he was writing to everyone who was a friend of God. Uh, that's possible, but I tend to believe he was probably a real person. Uh, maybe he was a patron who was actually underwriting Luke's writing. I mean, to write a book in the first century was very expensive, and so maybe he was underwriting it. But obviously, Luke was writing beyond just Theophilus. He was writing to a group of Christians. Um, as we know from each of the Gospels, they were written to different churches. Well, we know that the, the, the Gospel of Luke was written to Greek Christians. Um, a lot of scholars think that Luke came out of the church of Antioch, which was the first Greek church where Paul and Barnabas pastored for a time. So, so maybe Luke came out of that church. Maybe the Gospel of Luke and, and, and the Acts of the Apostles was being written to that church people who were Greek in their upbringing, Greek in their language, and Greek in their outlook on life. Um, you know, also, and, and even if they're not Greeks, they were written, it's definitely written to non-Jews because there were many other um, nationalities in the, the Roman world. Um, but these um, were people who had a background in idolatry. Um, when you read, especially you get into the middle of the book of Acts, Paul is going into environments where idolatry was practiced. Um, it was still strong. It was still still prevalent. Um, and it's not that the Jewish Christians couldn't read this book and understand. Of course they could. There's, In fact, much of it takes place in Jerusalem. But uh, um, it's still good to know who our audience is. And Luke is clearly focused on writing and showing how the gospel, how Christianity was relevant for non-Jews. The, 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 the Council of Jerusalem, which is in the middle of the book, chapter 15, things come to a head because the Jewish Christians were wanting to force the non-Jewish Christians to adopt the entire law, which included circumcision and following so many other um, Jewish requirements. And so, you know, we actually get a resolution on that. And for Luke, this is a very important thing because he wanted to show that uh, people became Christians apart from the Jewish law. So this is who he's writing to. He's writing to, to non-Jewish people. And then the text itself. We've, we've talked about the author. We've talked about the audience. And then what can we learn from the text itself? And this is kind of where we're going to be going over the next several episodes is getting into the text and talking about spe some specific 
themes that I think will uh, will help you as you read the Acts of the Apostles. But I want to give you just a few highlights of the text before we dig in a little bit more. Um, first of all, when you take the th- the two books, the the Gospel of Luke and the Acts of the Apostles, and you put them together in that one volume, like I said, it used to be Luke Acts. You've got twenty five percent of the New Testament. Twenty five percent. That's an incredible amount of material. So you can see the influence that Luke has had on the church over the years through his writings. I mean, he he wrote 25% of the New Testament. The the book of Acts also follows a very similar template to the gospel. And this is very important. He he in, in the gospel, he shows really the first, you know, the, the 30-ish uh 30 plus years of Jesus's life and uh the 3 plus years of his ministry and then obviously the crucifixion, the resurrection and the ascension. But then in the book of Acts, We've got the first 30 years of the early church. And so you see a similar template there as well. Um, the other thing that you, you see in, in Luke's writing is the fact that he tells us. He tells us how he wrote. I'm going to read just a couple of verses out of uh, Luke chapter 1 where he tells us. He gives us the 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 formula that he used to write his gospel um you know if you're going to write a book it's a it's a daunting task i've written a lot of them myself but what's your formula how do you do it listen to what he says in, in at the beginning of his gospel he said many people have set out to write an account of the events that have been fulfilled among us they used eyewitness reports circulating Uh, among us from the early disciples, having carefully investigated everything from the beginning, I also have decided to write a careful account for you, most honorable Theophilus. And there's Theophilus again. So you can be certain of the truth of everything you were taught. So Luke tells us how he wrote. He, He talks about eyewitness accounts. He alludes to interviews. He alludes to other uh, written accounts of, 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 of the things that have been done. But of course, as we said in Acts, he's also a uh, an eyewitness to some of it. So he, he tells us a bit how he wrote, which is, which is fascinating. And then I want to give you just a few um, things as we wrap up this first episode on Acts. I want to give you some of the key people who are in the Acts of the Apostles. It's always good to have a list of characters. Who's the list of characters in the Acts of the Apostles? And you'd say right up front, well, obviously the the the, the twelve, the twelve apostles are, you know, the, the the key characters. But you know, they're really not. They're mentioned once. The twelve are mentioned once in the first chapter. And then after that, as we've said, the Apostle Peter, the Apostle John is mentioned a few times. Um, Philip the Evangelist has a has a role, a key role. Um, we hear about Stephen. He has a a couple of chapters where where he shows up and has a has a in, interesting part in the 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 narrative. Uh, Cornelius, the Roman centurion, he shows up for a couple of chapters, and it's very significant because he's the first one where the gospel is taken into a non-Jewish environment. 
uh, James, the brother of Jesus. Um, you know, we, we mentioned uh, John, one of the, the disciples. Well, you know, John and James were brothers. Well, James, John's brother, was put to death. But the other James, James, the brother of Jesus, becomes a key leader in the early church. He actually takes over the reins of leadership from Peter as Peter begins launching out and doing more uh, ministry to Jewish Christians. But then the second half of the book, the, the, the scenes are all dominated. The, the screen, if we're comparing it to using a movie analogy, is dominated by the presence of the Apostle Paul. Um, his conversion is dramatic. His conversion is powerful, probably one of the most dramatic conversions in history. And he dominates the second half of the Acts of the Apostles. And there's other people that make appearances, but these are some of the key characters that show up on the pages of the Acts of the Apostles. Now, I'm going to wrap up here. Um, next time, we'll begin exploring some of the key themes of the Acts of the Apostles, which I think you're really going to enjoy, and it'll really help you as you read the book because it just kind of makes it come alive. And I'd love to hear from you. If this is helpful to you, drop me a line, david at davidspell.com. I always welcome your questions. In fact, we'll probably have a, uh, a, a an episode in the near future where we deal with some of the questions that have come in. I always appreciate the feedback. I always appreciate the questions. And we will um, address those questions in the very near future. Also, make sure you stop by davidspell.com. Uh, check out the website. Check out the blog. Check out all my other books and uh, see if there's something there that's interesting to you. Um, pretty much all of my books, you can go on Amazon and read a little bit for free and see if it's something you think you might enjoy. Uh, while you're at davidspell.com, make sure you sign up to get my free newsletter. Um, I send out three blog posts a week. One of them is this podcast. The other two are written. And I also send out a members-only newsletter once a month. So it's a great way to stay in touch. And I love staying in touch with my leading and learning family. So until next time, this is David Spell encouraging you to start digging through the axe.